Bibles to the book of 1 John today. 1 John chapter 1, while you're turning there, I'd like to welcome our radio audience. This is Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town. That's just a side of Greenham County, out of Carter County. You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We have a sign on either end of Laurel Road giving you directions to the meeting house of God's people known as Emmanuel. And we're thankful that you've taken time to tune in to WGOH, hear a portion of God's Word. And maybe you're listening by way of sermon audio. We're thankful for that as well. Or maybe you're in our parking lot. And I just pray God's blessing upon each and every one. Today, and this weekend, of course, is a time when we celebrate Memorial Day. Memorial Day, of course, has changed over the years to what it used to be and what it first started out as. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe if you'll notice your bulletin, uh, it is speaking about a time when we go back and we reflect upon those who gave all. They gave all that we could stand here today in freedom. They gave all so that we may have a life such as we have here in America. What a great life it is. It is truly a blessed life. In some instances, I believe that America has been too blessed and she's beginning to forget her God. This nation was founded upon the principles of this word which I hold in my hands today. The word of God which delivers the oppressed Give sight to the blind. It opens the ears of the deaf. It gives freedom to all those who find trust within the pages of this written book. The very breath of God is what we like to call it. The inspired Word of God. Many, many lives... Since the inception of this nation have been lost defending the freedoms that we have here today. And that's what Memorial Day is all about. It's about those who gave all. There's a day in November which we celebrate the living veterans. Those who were willing to give all. That we might be here today. I thank God for that as well. But as we go back in time, I want us to realize what gives us the rest that we have today. The rest that we enjoy from oppression, from tyranny, from brutal dictators. I want you to realize today as we celebrate those who gave all, I want you to just go back and reflect upon all that you have because of those who were willing to give on. I go back and I think about our young people that we celebrated this morning upon their graduation. And you know, it's, a, it's, an, honest, it's an honest blessing. And, and I truly believe that it's a, it is a real blessing, especially to be the pastor of a church and watching these children come from infancy all the way up to adulthood. I mean, it's been a pleasure in my life. 
It's one that I do not take lightly. But it's because there were those who've gone before us who defended the freedoms that we enjoy here today to worship as we worship. And I'm thankful today. I'm thankful for Memorial Day. It makes us stop and consider what we would not have had it not been for those who were willing to give all that we might have freedom today. In 1 John, in chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, we see an opportunity, I believe, for people to find rest. Because there was one greater than all who gave everything that we might have freedom from sin and oppression of the devil. Today, this world, as as I view it, as I see things transpire, you see people that are, as brother, our brother said this morning, who are empty in their faces. They, have the, they, they seem to be completely vacant of, of any joys whatsoever. They're trying to find it everywhere they can in anything and any, every substance. Today we have people that are trying to buy their joy who are trying to sell themselves for joy, who are trying to get the right fix, regardless of the cost, regardless of what it's going to cost them in life. I'm trying to bide my words very Directly today. You know as I said. There are people that. They try to find something. In everything. Whether it's drugs. Whether it's illicit sex. Or whether whatever it is. They're trying to find. Some way to find rest for their souls. Which is in turmoil. And friend I want you to know. People are in turmoil today. Lives of individuals are filled with so much indiscretion and disobedience, doing anything and everything, trying to find a little bit of relief for their souls. And all along, it's right here in front of you. It's found In the very breath of God. The very word of God. This morning we handed our graduates these big nice Bibles. I'm telling you. I'm thankful that this church does this. Upon the graduation of a senior from high school we we buy them a Bible. You know why? Because I want their lives to be directed by that word. I want them in their adult life to find time to find good direction. And not listen to every whim that's out there on the on the circuit, you know, your cell phones or your your computers or whatever it is. I want you to find real peace today, and it's found in this book. I want you to find real opportunities to rest the soul, and it's found in this book. It's not found in in the things that the world has to offer. It's not found in drugs. 
I see from time to time different things happening. And I remember not too long ago I was I was passing by a, a filling station and I was getting fuel in my truck and I turned around and I watched transactions take place right behind me. I mean, literal exchanging from drugs for money right there behind me. And, and even just yesterday we saw a transaction happen. And, and I tell you, as I sit and I think about these things in life, you know, people are, are doing everything in their power to try to find that freedom from whatever it is that's got their soul so unrest. I'll tell you what that unrest is. It's a lack of God in the lives of individuals. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Romans, there is no fear of God before their eyes. And therefore, there can never be joy. There can never be peace when there is no reverence for the God of heaven. But God's Word here offers reverence. It offers peace. It offers rest to the weary soul. And that's what I really want to speak on today is rest for the weary soul. Weariness. Especially those that are maybe maybe feeling some uh, of the convicting power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Maybe God's Word has has brought about a conviction and has oppressed the soul to a point of weariness and unrest. That's what conviction's all about. Amen. That's what conviction will do. It will cause an unrest in the soul of the lost sinner. In 1 John 1 and 1 through 4, the Bible says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we Come before your throne today, we do so with thankful hearts. Lord, we're thankful. Dear God, I'm thankful today for those who gave all that we might have freedom to stand behind this pulpit today to bring forth the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for the sacrifice of men and women who have fought valiantly and who gave their lives, that we may have rest from tyranny, rest from oppression, a place to find joy instead of oppression. So Father, today I thank you for the armed forces who have laid down their lives that we might have life, freedom, freedom from all the oppressiveness 
And yet, dear God, these lives that we live are filled with oppression. The lives that are lived by those that are unsaved are filled with unrest. Father, today I'm praying that you'll show them that special individual, that special one who came and willingly laid down his life that we, uh, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Lord, I pray that you will help that one who's wandering here today find rest and lasting peace. Lord, I pray that you will direct the lives of these young, these young people who have graduated from high school. Dear God, I pray that you'll give them good direction in life and they will heed that direction. The word which we gave them this morning, Father, I pray, will be something that will be a lamp unto their feet all the days of their lives and a light unto their path. Dear God, today I pray that you give them good direction. You give them understanding and wisdom of thy word and Lord, give them the life that no other can give. Lord, I pray your blessings upon the message today. Help us to deliver it in a way that Father truly would bring honor and glory to your name, first of all. And secondly, I pray, dear God, that you would touch the hearts of individuals. Maybe there's someone in this house today that needs that rest, that needs the rest of spirit, that needs the rest of a weary mind. Lord, give them the peace they stand in need of. Father, there are many in our nation today that are absolutely, confoundly oppressed by drugs and addiction. Lord, I pray today that you will give them the lasting peace that they stand in need of. Help them, dear God, today to find the rest the rest that will last throughout all eternity. The rest of love and peace. Lord, I pray that you'll bless this evening. Bless the word as it goes forth over the airways. Lord, I pray that you would empower it. Father, today as we gather in this house of worship, I pray for the lost that are gathered here. Maybe, dear God, today might be the day that you save every lost soul that's in this house. Lord, that you would empower their lives with the Spirit of God. Father, that they may truly find the rest and peace that they need. Watch over us now, I pray. Again, dear God, I ask a special blessing upon our graduates. Bless them and their endeavors in life. Give them, dear God, that which they stand in need of. And we'll not forget to give you all the praise and honor and glory for it's in Jesus Christ's name, His sake that I pray. Amen. You know, within the confines of the four verses of Scripture that we've just read, surely and truly, you can see without a shadow of a doubt that which brings about real joy in an individual, it is a lasting peace. It's the joy of 
restful spirit. Amen. That, my friend, is very important to me. I remember from the days of the Holy Spirit conviction on my life that my soul was in turmoil. I felt the I felt the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit in my life and I was not at rest. And I had no peace within my being. But then came a day, a night long ago in the middle of, in, in the, I believe it was around August the 8th, if I'm not mistaken, when I saw the light for the first time. I'd heard of Jesus Christ and Him crucified all of my days. But it never clicked until He touched my heart and gave me peace. He gave me rest from the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. Then my joy began to flow. Amen. That's when real joy begins to overwhelm and fill the spirit of a man. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, our message today is one of hope, it's one of deliverance, it's one of rest, it's one that should bring peace. It's one that should relieve from the oppression of the devil himself. The devil fills people's lives with anguish and unhappiness. It leads to all manners of distortion of joy. People try to find joy and they they find moments of joy in different things that they do in life. But there's never been anything lasting like the joy that comes through Jesus Christ and Him crucified. There's never been joy quite like that. And listen, you'll never find joy like that in the world. The world only has to offer fleeting moments of joy, fleeting episodes of happiness. And then when you come to your senses, when you wake up, it's like a bad dream, it's gone. And you're back to reality and the pains of what the devil has been offering you all your life. People today are filled with a quaking and fearful outlook of the future. We hear it every day now. I mean, the, the, it seems like the darker that this nation grows, the more fear comes into people's minds. I mean, just I'm talking about just individuals in general. I'm not just talking about Christians. I'm not talking about people who have become aware of their senses and who they are and where they're at in life right now. But in general, you hear people of all walks of life and all races talk about what is coming next. What's going to happen to this nation? What's going to happen to a nation whose men and women have failed valiantly to give the freedoms that she has, freedoms that are being squandered away as we talk this very hour. Freedoms that are being that are being negotiated away. The 
What are we going to do with the memories of those who gave all? Was it for not? Folks, I want you to think with me for just a little while today on that lasting rest that God can give. The peace that His life can bring. Many today again are filled with the uneasiness of what I call the what if factor. What if? What if the preacher's right? Then what? What if the Word of God that brings it out very plainly for us, what if the Word of God is exactly what it says? People in turmoil today, you know what? People's minds are are absolutely distraught today. What if I should die? What if I should be left all alone in this present world right now? What if I should be left all alone? What I'm saying is, what if this very hour God should tell Jesus to call His children home? What if? What would happen to you? I wrote down here, what if the preacher's right after all? And the unrest of your soul only perpetuates and continues on and on and on and on. How can a body find rest? How can a soul find peace? How can you find solace? First of all today, I want, to, I want you to think about some of the things that we've read here in these first three verses of Scripture. And I want you to think about what God's Word says here. In verses 1 through 3, here the Bible says again, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the Word of life, Speaking about Jesus, the very word of life. He says, For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen, and heard, and declare we unto you, that ye also may have the fellowship with us. I want to stop right there for just a moment and, and, and declare unto every lost sinner in this house today, I don't want you to go to hell. I want you to be saved by the grace of God today. I don't want you to be left behind. I don't know, maybe years ago, maybe you have seen the picture left behind. It was a, I believe it was a, a, a young people's uh, a youth meetings movie or something like that back in the late 70s or, or maybe it's in the early 80s that used to come out all the time. And I remember I watched it one time. And even as a saved young man at that time and point in my life, I saw that and I thought, man, what, a, what an awful experience that must be. To be left behind and all the saved of the earth are gone including mom and dad and brother and sister or whoever it may be in your life. Maybe it's your, your grandparents that you're really close to. 
left behind. Think about that. There's no possibility today that there are those in our, that are sitting in this room today could, can look around uh, and see anybody that you could actually do without. I mean, it's family. It's friends. It's loved ones that's gathered here today. And, and I sit and I think about that and I wonder how anybody could think it would be a, a good thing to be without anybody in this house right now. I can't see that, folks. I cannot see how, how it would be a, a feasible thing for you to be happy and be left all alone. I know today in the, in, in the life that we live, I know I've heard young people that have declared, man, I wish my old man and my, my mother would just leave me alone. But you know what? There's been a lot of kids that have been left alone. Their lives have been turned upside down and filled with all kinds of chaos. There have been those that have been left by themselves for way too long and, and truly their lives are filled with utter remorse because of things that have transpired in their lives. And they find no rest for that. In verse John 1 the Bible says in verse, in verse 3 here says, we're talking about the Word of God that we declare unto you right now. The way of hope, the way of peace, the way to find lasting rest. Today, as in years gone past, the Christ and Savior salvation is being declared from this pulpit once again. I've been blessed to be here for over 18 years. I mean, it is, it's a blessing. Many times have I preached a glorious gospel from this pulpit and many times before that, this pulpit is an old article here. And how many men of God have stood behind it and proclaimed the glorious truth of Jesus Christ and, him, and, him, and His salvation unto you. Declare we today the same truth. That Jesus is Lord and He's the only way to find rest for your weary soul. Rest and lasting peace. Men of God have bear witness of this Savior. Even before, listen, in the beginning of the New Testament, men have proclaimed Jesus Christ to be the Savior of all who would come unto Him. All who would come to Him. He says, those who come to Me, I will in no wise cast out. That means if you come to Jesus, He will receive you. You come to Him today. You receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And that's the way I like to put it because that's the way the Bible puts it in John chapter 1 and verse 11 and 12. The Bible says very point blank, listen, it's to those who received Him gave He power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on His name. Today if you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you will be saved and find rest and peace for your soul. Matthew chapter 3, we'll go back here for just a moment and I want to look at some of these scriptures. And I want you to think about this now. 
Maybe today you're looking for that one thing that's going to give you the lasting peace that you know that you stand in need of. Matthew chapter 3 verses 1 through 6. Here the Bible says, In those days came John the Baptist. What was he doing? He was declaring unto you then and unto you now how to find rest and peace for your soul. He says he was declaring unto them, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, you go over to the book of Acts in chapter 17. And I I believe Brother Jim was coming close to this this morning, but I want you to think about what it says here. In Acts chapter 17, began reading at verse 20. At verse 22, I should say. As he came into Athens, and the Grecians are full of knowledge, Knowledge is one thing, but wisdom is quite another. Knowledge will lead a man into the wrong paths if he's not careful. And that's what knowledge was, was doing in this instance here in Athens. Paul came to them and, and as he saw them and as he looked around, he saw many, many little statues. Little idols all over the hills and folks there today. Many idols in the lives of individuals trying to find a place to jump off at. A place to find some peace and solace of soul. The idol of idleness to many is what they feel will give rest. But you know an idle mind is the best place to find the devil in him work. My grandma always did tell me that. My grandma, Olybrook, she said, Hey, and I don't mind the devil's workshop, Johnny. She'd always warned me of that. Listen, I want you to know today that that's exactly what you'll find in a life of leisure and rest. The Bible says that we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna eat by the sweat of our brow. We're gonna, we're gonna have to fill times of work in our lives. That's the only times you're gonna find any relief. I, I'm, I'm telling you today, life of sedentary idleness is a life that will lead you to destruction and mind-blowing destruction. The sedentary lifestyle is a life that leads to, well, I don't know. I mean, I've seen so many unhappy people who won't hit a lick at a snake. I don't understand that. You give me a snake and I'll show you how to hit it. I don't much care about an old snake. But I tell you what, people that don't hit a lick at a snake have problems in life. I mean, I'm talking about laziness, the Bible says, is one of those things that I don't believe God has anything for. Idleness of mind is a place for the devil to open up shop and and begin to destruct and destroy the lives of individuals who feel that that's the way to go. I promise you, 
you find yourself busy. You find yourself at work. Regardless of whether you have a public job or, or a job at the home or whatever it is, listen, you'll find, you'll find that God makes work for the individual for a reason. It gives them, it gives them joy. It gives them peace. It does me anyhow. But as, as I sat though and I, I watched these men as they sat around and, and all they done all day long was try to get more and more knowledge And they were growing deeper and deeper in debt to the devil. They had this one little idol up that said to the unknown God. Paul says, I'm going to talk to you about that God. That's the God that at one time winked at all this foolishness that you all call knowledge. But now commands me and everywhere to repent. My friend, that's a command of God today to you to repent or else. Do you want to find rest for your soul? Find time to repent of your sin. Find time to repent of the, uh, of the woefulness, the woefulness of a life that has no God in it. Oh, you have a God in it, whether you realize it or not. Those who don't worship the God of heaven, they worship the God of the world, and that's the devil. Secondly today, how does one come to a place where they really find rest and long-lasting peace? They believe the witness who speak of Christ giving His life for you. They believe the witnesses. Now, the Word of God, my friend, is a piece of, is a piece of art. All through God's Word, it is designed to draw your attention to it. God's Word is designed to grab your heart. To those that are saved by His grace, you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Thy Word have I hid in my heart. And this is one thing that I wrote in the, in the graduates' uh, Bibles that I might not sin against God. Now, I wrote a special thing for, for Grant and I wrote a special thing for Felicia. One of them dealing with... Uh, 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 how a young man can walk right in the world, how he can cleanse his soul. The other one was about a virtuous woman. And both of them, listen, you two find, you find that that is, you find in the Word of God where I wrote those scriptures down, you follow those practices. You follow what God's Word says. And I promise you on the authority of God's Word that your life will be blessed beyond measure. Blessed beyond measure. Find solace in salvation. This fellowship that First uh, John chapter 1 speaks of, and there in verse 3 where, where he's talking about the fact that you know, through the Word of God, through the preaching of the Word of God, that though the individuals around them may come into the same fellowship that they have, the same joy, 
the same rest, the same peace, the same Lord. Amen. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The one who gave everything that you might have life and have it more abundantly this buried day. This fellowship comes only through believing of the Scriptures. Believing the account of the witnesses all the way down to you and to you that are here at this very moment, to you who are listening by way of radio, to you who are listening by sermon audio, listen, the account is coming to you today, the one who gave his life that you might have life, Jesus Christ. Today we, we celebrate the soldiers who gave all. We celebrate the ability to come into this house and worship. Because God had placed in this nation and instilled in the hearts of certain men and certain women that they would protect the freedoms of this nation at all costs, even the cost of their lives. I'm joyful about people that will Love a nation so much that they would do such a thing. I had, I had uncles that fought in Korea. I had uncles that fought in Vietnam War. I have great uncles that were in World War II. You know what? I was thankful. I mean, I was proud of every last one of them. I look out over this congregation. I see men today, Brother Rick, Fletcher, Brother Gary Floyd, anybody else in here who served this nation. I see these two men that we celebrate every November. I'm thankful for these men. I mean, I revere men who are willing to lay down their life for this country. How much more do I revere my God and Savior? That he would actually lay down his life knowing the pain and anguish that he was going to experience for me. Oh sinful, oh sinful me. Today I find rest and lasting peace because of what Jesus done for me. Because that he was willing to die in my place. He was willing to take the brunt of the war of God's wrath and place it upon Himself that I would not have to to look at that. I've heard of the experience of men in warfare. Point blank, I mean... Verbatim, I'm talking about men who, who were in the South Pacific. I'm talking about men who were in Vietnam and men who were in Korea. And they can tell you some things that just absolutely... I would only pray to God would give me strength to get through such a thing that they went through. I've talked to you about a man who gave me, a, a give me a, his, his report on, on what they used to do in, in the Philippines. And in Vietnam about the fingers. They would take the bamboo splinters and ram them up the fingers of their, their captors. And those men would take that and, and they would instill in their minds that they would not release the secrets of the nation that they served. 
Man, that's, that's men, isn't it? But then I think about my Savior. I think about my Lord who knew what they were going to do to Him. And He still went headlong into it just so that I could have freedom. Freedom from the tyranny of the devil himself. Believing the account of the witnesses is what gives me that freedom. John tells us very plainly, in my go-to gospel verse, John 3, 15 and 16, the Bible says that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have eternal life for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. You want to have rest for your soul today? You want to experience the peace that passeth all understanding? The peace that's going to be there when you need it the most? The rest from the oppression of the devil himself? Listen, in John chapter 3, verse 15 to 16, the scripture very plainly points to the fact that the witness's word has to be heard. I mean, you go to Romans in chapter 1 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Have you believed the witness? This holy Bible that I gave you graduates a while ago is a witness. It's a witness to the accounts and life of Jesus Christ and what He done for you at Calvary. Will you believe it? I think about all those that are gathered here today with the books of God opened up in your laps. And I ask you the question, will you believe it? It's a witness to you. It's giving you the way to find the rest and peace that your soul desperately needs. Are you willing to listen to it? Are you willing to believe it? Have you believed the men of God of the Bible? Do you believe the man of God even today who takes the gospel sword the sword that's able to divide even to asunder soul and body spirit Do you believe today? You'll find freedom if you do. You'll find rest. You'll find that peace that you stand in need of. Will you hear the gospel preacher today? You say, preacher, I've heard you all of my life. For the last 18 years, I've heard you holler about the gospel. I hope today that 
God opens your ears that you will hear it for the first time then. I pray today that God would open your eyes that you may see just what lies outside this door. Could it be death awaiting one of us? Going down the road, do you know, do you understand how close to death you come every day that you drive up and down this road? Do you understand how close you are when the God of heaven who gives you the next breath, what if He should stop that breath from coming? What if He should stop that breath? What would your eternity be like? Where would your long home be? I spoke this yesterday at the funeral of Kevin Prince and I asked the question about Hebrews 9.27, you know, since it's appointed unto men once to die. But after that, the judgment, how's the judgment going to fare you after you pass from this life to the next? I pray that you would trust Jesus Christ today. Will you find the needed rest for your soul, mind, and body today? That's what I'm asking you in this last point. Will you finally come to a peaceful place in your life? A place of contentment, a place of joy, a place of soul and mind rest? Believe then. Believe what has been declared to you this very day. How that Jesus came and He gave all. He gave everything. That you might have life and have it more abundantly. See, there is a wonderful parallel between those men and women who gave all that our nation may be free. And we may enjoy, the and we have enjoyed rest. It's been almost a nation of leisure. Sad to say. We've enjoyed so much of what these men and women have given us that I'm afraid so many have abused it. You don't even think about those men who gave all on the battlefields. Those women who gave their lives that we might enjoy the freedoms of maybe going out and having a a cookout. Simple things of life to me mean a lot. I like having family in and having a cookout. That gives me joy. But I wonder how often we take those little pleasures of life for granted. After somebody gave their life that we could have freedom. How often do we take those things for granted? I could ask the same thing to the saved man today, saved woman, boy or girl. How often do we take Jesus Christ for granted after He gave His all for us? Our service to Him. Our ability to come into the house of God such as we have here to worship. Do we ever take it for granted? The songs that we sing, 
Do they come from the heart or are they just lip service? Do we take Him for granted? Folks, today I want you to know I'm thankful. I'm thankful to a, a class of individuals who are willing to die that this nation may be free. I'm also very thankful for those who did die. I go back and I think about my salvation and I'm so thankful for my salvation because it took Jesus Christ dying on the cross of Calvary to give me that. May God help you today to find rest for your soul and peace that will last for all eternity. May God help you today to see Jesus as He died that you might have life. Let's